Hey, 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 it's your girl, Oatmeal Brown, and I'm back on Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown to put it all the way down like we always do. And I still have my very special intellectual correspondent in the building to put it down as well, Dr. Andrea L. Moore. What's up, Kathy? What's going on? You know, you know, it's just the beginning of the week. We're feeling blessed and excited about it all. Okay. All righty. Yes. I mean, what else is going on? What else is going on? What else is going on with me? Yes. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I'm doing great. It's the beginning of the week for me. Uh, It's Money Motivated Melanated Monday. Okay. Okay. And this is the time of the week where I plan my whole week, figure out what it is that I'm looking at, you know, going to have some sacred time, but you know, that's what's going on with me. It's the beginning of the work week. Okay. All right. What's so, going on with you? I mean, you know, it's always everything and nothing. You know, I have to make it be nothing sometimes because sometimes it's a whole lot going on. But, you know, I'm always blessed and highly favored to be in the land of the living and, you know, be grateful, grateful for what I have and, you know, grateful to be alive and always being, you know, um, in gratitude is very, very important, you know, to keep my mind focused on that which is good and that which is right because it is so much going on around us that is not positive Hmm. that it can really truly bring you down and I'm not exempt from you know picking up on those energies because I'm an empath so Mm -hmm. definitely you know I'm going to pick up on that stuff Um, not to say that the stuff is not going to be there but we just have to learn how to navigate in this world and and not try to let that to you know allow that to focus be focused on that and bring us down that's right that's right i want to go right on into the current events so we can get into the topic you know and we we haven't had a chance to speak in in a few weeks and we've had the the war on ukraine to happen Mm -hmm. and all the craziness around that you know that's a war going on over there in Russia, but it's not like there's not a war going on right here, you know, in the United States, you know, Mm -hmm. the pandemic for some seems to look like a war, you know, there's all different types of wars that can happen, but it definitely was a war, is a war going on um, against uh, humanity, Um, inflation in food and everything has gone up, houses, food, land, uh, gas prices, Mm -hmm. it's just unnecessarily um, increase and it just seems like the only people that are truly gaining like gaining gaining is the super wealthy mm-hmm. you know the rich people uh, middle class and poor people are the ones suffering paying the taxes and having to deal with all that is um, going on you know have a bigger impact that's affecting them in a negative way yeah. So what do you see about that? I mean, do you you feel that? Do you see that as well? I feel that very much so. And once again, you know, in this time period with the flashlight on equity, diversity, inclusion, and excellence, we have another classic example of this European privilege in terms of people's 
automatic associations of value on the lives of these Europeans who are experiencing this horrible ish, you know, this horrible reality. But yet the way in which the media are discussing this, it gives us yet another opportunity to say this is exactly what we're talking about. When we talk about this narrative that is pushed in our societies on white privilege and how it's still taught in business practices, in media, in curricula. Really, they can't even pronounce, you know, our names right, right? But we can still discuss the fact that somehow their lives are not as worthy as as those who are experiencing what we're experiencing right now today. So to me, it's very unfortunate to see it play out. But at the same time, this is what has to happen in order for people in this particular generation to wake up and realize that this doesn't come out of a vacuum. This is exactly how these thought processes are incrementally implanted in us. And not only do we begin to see ourselves this way, but the perpetuation of society continues to see us this way is something that folks have to always have this duality or even more than duality with fighting against. And um, that's the way I see it. Yeah, you know, and it was it was really sad to see that the black people weren't given the opportunity to get on the train. They were held back, you know, so there's all types of <clears throat> the, the visuals are still there as they continue to be. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's not the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and the, some of the six, the beginning of the 60s where uh, there was just complete segregation and some some things were good in segregation and others weren't mm-hmm. as far as like you said you know equality mm-hmm. you know the the whites whites only bathroom versus the blacks only bathroom you know the schools the 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 restaurants the neighborhoods what is it now it's darn near the same thing but just on another level but we're integrated but that doesn't mean that we're still it's there the equality is there just right. because we're integrated and exactly. so we're still dealing with those things um we see it in plain sight it's right there in front of us and uh, we just have to do what we can you know to to make chess moves so that we may be able to you know live the best way possible as we're here but find ways to fight against you know the injustice and the um you know inequality which brings me to, you know, Katanji Brown Jackson. Come on. Come on. You know, um, being nominated for Supreme Court Justice and what the scrutiny that she went through and the things that they were saying to her, um, you know, in spite of her credentials and her experience, which clearly states that she's qualified to be the Supreme Court justice, but it just seems like they were trying to angle things toward towards her ethnicity because she's a black woman. And her, her sex, right? Prescribed yeah. um, roles. Another classic example this week, right? Once again, this is exactly what we're saying. We're talking about triple jeopardy and all of these different intersectional pieces of our identities. When they're on display in public display, look what is questioned and how it's questioned. It was a great example of people really paid attention. They literally were asking her questions that had nothing to do with her job description. (laughs) Right. Nothing to do with it. But she was more than qualified. 
over overqualified and that's the part that we can get upset about like once again we have to be so much better work so much harder be 10 times as that same message right that we've been given Mm -hmm. we have to outperform in order to even be recognized that to me is still a side effect of white supremacy i'm sorry we still also have to address that we're gonna give special shout out to Corey booker who in that moment took the stage to if you will give her her due in a moment where people were trying to tear her down not dealing with the internal versus the external battle as well in that moment all day over 20 hours of questioning that was absolutely ridiculous in some aspects going so far to even question her definition of a woman because she couldn't provide one for folks wanting people really people really having this concept in their mind that she is responsible for thinking the way they want her to to think around things that have nothing to do with her position just so they can find ways to knock her credibility down and that's the whole motive you're trying to tear her down right so it's like the definition of a woman y'all know what a woman is you know she she's a woman a woman by birth is born you know with her ovaries you know what i'm saying she's wired with breasts well people and, have and, you know different opinions on that and so if you don't align with the traditional opinion then they're going that's to- that's exactly but it's like you want her to say not about you know the, it's not even traditional it's the real you know we can't keep and that's what they wanted to do they wanted her to say what a, a woman by birth really is so the others can be offended by her saying what a woman really is she was born i was she was born a woman you know if you're born a woman you're a woman if you're born a man you're a man now what you decide to do after that is a whole nother story the whole point is that people don't agree on that and that's controversial right they, they, you, they made it controversial but the reality right but the reality the reality is whatever you come out as when you come out that womb that is what you are now if you got both i guess you're whoever has your mother or your father or whoever can decide which one you're going to be well that's a social construction though so i'm saying if you're born with a, a penis and a vagina but, all- but if you are born but if you're born with a vagina you're a woman well and you would really be surprised. That's a social construction. No, I'm not. I'm not surprised because everybody <laughs> can't give birth to a child. Okay, that's a, that's a different statement. So a woman gives can give a birth to a child because that's what she's made up. Her insides are made up, and she is constructed to have a period. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and there's different estrogens and testosterone. You know all that stuff. You know yeah. is what makes a woman. Because okay. if not, then why aren't why don't men have vaginas? Why don't they are able? How come they're not able to birth? That's a different statement. Um, I don't agree with that. I don't. I agree with non-binary space, leaving space for non-binary folks, and understanding that in different societies, their construction of masculinity and femininity is different. And so, to try and tell somebody who may have secondary or primary sex characteristics who they are, that's not my place. Well, me and you will agree to disagree with that, you know, yeah. because if you're born a woman and you can have a child, then you're a woman because men can't have children. 
But what if you're so, a woman who can't have a I didn't, say, I didn't say that you was a, you can beat your woman and you don't have a lot of testosterone. You know what I'm saying? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you're born and that you you're born a man and you don't have any feminine energy. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're a born a man, you cannot have children. Well, what if what do you think about if you're a woman and you can't have children? Then you're just not able to have kids. But you have yeah, you know, you're just not able to have children, but there's only one um, out of those two that can actually birth children, and it is a woman out of her womb. So it is what it is, baby. So yeah. Um, on past that, though, on to say, uh, the, to give you the flip side of that, because of what the traditional things that have been set in place in this world with white supremacy and white privilege and racism. Mm-hmm. One would say, why would she even want to be right or aspire to be right? You know, a, in that in that field, in that career, mm-hmm. when it's like you want to keep going through a door and be somewhere where you're not wanted. Mm-hmm. When we know by design that system was not built for us, for her still being willing to take all of that for mm-hmm. all these years and still believe that she can make a difference. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, she's definitely a soldier beyond her, her husband being, you know, Caucasian. Because people always have a problem with that. But like, how can you be super black and you're, you yeah. have a Caucasian yeah. husband or, you know, a yeah, Caucasian wife? That's a huge debate in pro-black community. Uh, your blackness is checked. Like, are you really pro-black if you believe in interracial relationships? You know, love is love, right? Just like you said, you don't believe in what you believe in as far as, you know, feminine, femininity and mm-hmm. masculinity, mm-hmm. you know? So th- those those are choices that people make, but love is love. Indeed. Love is love is love. But you know, we we know what it comes with based on the history of the issues. You know, with um, love what we're talking about prejudice, racism, etc. Um, last but not not lastly but not least, but cap. I did, I, uh, Kaepernick wants to play back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? From what I realized, he never wanted to leave the NFL. Like, that's all he ever wanted to do was play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He just happened to use his platform in a way that he felt like was true to who he was and what he had an opportunity to do. And he got you know, blackballed from the sports industry or in that particular sport for that. So I never see, you know, I'm, you know, I'm glad that they're talking about it again, but I've never known him to not want to play. It was never on him, you know, Mm -hmm. play. But yeah, you know, you you take on a certain role sometimes, you know, those, those titles and those, those leadership roles and Mm -hmm. what happens, you might end up being in a lane that you didn't know that you were creating for yourself. Right. You know? So, um, let them use you. If they had a problem again, why would you want to go back in that? Hmm. Mm. I don't know. Hmm. Good question. Like, cause it ain't changed. We At just all. Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Has not changed. So we, we gave a shout out to a lot of our, mm. um, 
black women boss leaders, you know, trailblazers. We can't, definitely can't name all of them. You know, we can't name all of our friends, the people we know, the people that we don't know, because it's not about just being on a a level of celebrity and and fame. Mm -hmm. When this world, this world turns by each and everyone's, um, you know, efforts and inputs Mm -hmm. and and making this, this place go round Mm -hmm. or flat, because, you know, it's to your, to, I guess, to whatever you think it is, right? But anyways, everyone still has a huge part into, you know, making things happen. And so we wanted to give a shout out to a few more uh, people out there that are known, that were a few of my favorites, Beverly Bond, you know, Black Girls Rock creator, mm-hmm. is definitely a huge trailblazer within our community with acknowledging you know, those that are out there, um, you know, being great humanitarians and, and all types of things in this world. So I definitely had to give a shout out to Beverly Bond. Can know? I give a shout out right along with you? Because we will be at Black Girls Rock. You hear me? Okay. Let's, we will be let's, there. Let's claim it. Let's manifest it. It's happening. Okay. So thank you, Beverly Bond, for creating Black Girls yes. Rock. Sooner than later, for yes. sure. Ava DuVernay. Come on. Come on, Ava. Definitely a trailblazer in the production and movie and writing industry. Um, You know, out out the West Coast, you know, doing it and popping the most. Ava DuVernay, we want to salute to you as well, giving many people many opportunities and just trailblazing away just so humbly, you know. Another woman who used her platform to tell stories of injustice. You know, 13th is a documentary I use quite often because she breaks the definition down that lets folks know slavery is still very much in our legal code. You can be literally labeled a slave as long as you are incarcerated, as long as you are a criminal in the penal code system. That's the language. And so she focused an entire documentary on that, brought so much awareness to that. When you think about the Genesis, so much awareness and attention to that historical moment. These men are out free today. Yeah. Using that platform, Queen Sugar, so many, we can go on and on and on, wrinkling yeah. time. She is telling our stories. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. And it is amazing. So we definitely had to show some love and give her some flowers as well. So we want to jump on into, you know, some of our our trailblazers out there, boss women, uh, big boss women with businesses and just capitalizing and with all these little arms and taking risks. We want to give a shout out to Candy, Candy from the state. Candy on Real Housewives of the Land, the Candy Coated Nights. Candy, the songwriter, the Grammy Award winning songwriter. Candy, the singer. You know, Candy with the boutique. Candy with the restaurants. Candy with the reality TV shows. Candy on Broadway. Come on, Candy. (laughs) Candy. It's an amazing little light. Yes, yes. You know, and you got to take risks and you got to go for it. And so she definitely displays that. You know, as I see her when I do watch the Real Housewives Atlanta, which I don't watch often, but if I, if I get in the mode, okay, I want to watch it. Or if I, 
you know, maybe it's a day or Sunday or some moment and I'm, I get caught up, but I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but I, I just see her as using it as a platform for marketing all her other businesses. And I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's very intelligent. Um, I've been watching Old Lady Game and I've been um, very happy to see that the, the one employee who talked mess about the behind their back, they actually brought that out and called her out on it in, in a very you know, family leadership way though, too, mm-hmm. you know, like they did it in a, in a very loving way, professionally, but yet loving to give people spaces and opportunities to talk shit, but still get it right. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Another shout out to a black designer, Milano. Hmm. I mean, she's out there killing the game. You know, she has evolved. People are wearing her, you know, her brand. And it's a, you know, it's not super expensive, but it's a, you know, luxury brand. And we just want to give a shout out to her for, you know, following her dreams, pushing, building, and, and being an example in a positive way, you know, still remaining humble, but also showing who she is. And, you know, we're out there, you know, loving what she's putting together and what she's designing and truly a trailblazer, you know, um, in, in this time, for sure. And last but not least, Courtney, I might mess up her net, last name, Adele yet. All right. <laughs> Doing it big as well. You know, she came out with her whole own hair care line. Um, she evolved from that to just the coffee and, and pads, uh, you know, made naturally and all types of things and um, full body proof health and, you know, fitness things that, you know, that you can take your, your vitamins and all of that. Um, to get your body in order and um, popcorn, healthy popcorn for children to eat. Like she's doing it. She does a lot of the empowerment um, conventions and, and um, you know, getaways and all those types of things for women to empower them and help them with their businesses, even offering business grants. Uh, she's she's done a lot. I can't even name all the things that I see that she's doing out there. And, you know, her name is good. There's no smud on it. She's really doing the thing. I see all them, you know, connecting together and doing things together to, to help build and grow people if that's what you're interested in doing, you know. But you got to put in the work. If you want to be that, you got to put that work in. I definitely see them constantly, you know, on the surface working. Because if you're doing that much surface work, you're doing a lot behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know. Because you have to, you know, to, to keep mm-hmm. it moving, keep it rolling, keep it going. So just a big shout out to those sisters. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for the inspiration, the motivation, the love, the products, all of that. You know, you're you're putting you're pouring back. Yeah. And you know, it's a good thing that people are giving you know, pouring back into you by supporting you in purchasing um your products and things of that nature. It's like a wave of creativity we've been seeing with all these creations that yes. have coming out. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. And that brings us right on into, oh, we can't get into the, the topic yet because we got to go ahead and hit on uh, the Oscars with Will Smith and Chris Rock. I mean, there were a lot of other things that happened because it was so many people that got Oscars, mm-hmm. you know, um, who was it? Questlove and yeah. you know, Sam Jackson with the, um, what, what, what award was that he got? But he did get an award. And so there were so many other positive things that occurred. And Will Smith did get an Oscar for Richard, you know. So um, 
definitely big shout out, big ups to all the great things that happened at the Oscar, the Oscars. Yeah. But there was a thing that stood out. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch him, cousin? Did you watch? I did not. I don't. I ain't gonna be. I don't like the Grammys or the Oscars. I'm not gonna. It's a lot of award shows just aren't. Well, they were never about nothing. They was always boring as hell to me. The Grammys and the Oscars and the American Music Awards. Those was always boring, unless it was Michael Jackson doing the backslide. And that was like 40 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm into you know the BET Awards when they pop in, and I'm you know I'm into the lady of souls and the soul trains and those type of the stellar yeah. I'm, I'm into that i mean i, I mean it is what it is because yeah. i like to see you know the black girls rock i like to see you know my people from my cultural you know background that are doing things that i'm familiar with um get their flowers Exactly. Not have to fight to be validated in an art form that we damn near created. Like, come on. Yeah. And we're not a monolithic people. So when we're on those award shows, you get to see, you know, even like on the BET Awards, people might not like the the, the terrible rap sometimes. But I mean, it is what it is. They're they're out there doing their thing. But you also they're also going to award your, your gospel artists, your new artists, your R and B's, your souls. So you get a, a combination of things. Mm-hmm. And community. We're not a yes, community humanitarians. Mm-hmm. Big things. So, uh, yeah, I really don't even, mm-mm. and I mean, it is what it is. We know we we really may or may not get rewarded in those spaces. And sometimes when, you know, they are, it don't be for the one you think you're going to get rewarded for. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you be careful you know, the experience they try to dangle in front of you sometimes. You know, You'd be like, oh, Denzel might have thought he was going to get it for John Q, but he got it for training day. Don't get me started because every single film that African Americans have received from the Oscars have always been connected to a stereotype of us, like from the inception. From Haley to Haley to Denzel. Like, come on. Like, seriously. Uh, What's the, uh, Monique? So. Ooh, that was a rough one. So, um, yeah, last night was a rough one, too. Um, based off the joke that Chris Rock uh, cracked on um, Jada Pickett-Smith with the G.I. Jane and referencing to her um, bald head now. And so um, it has, there's so many, oh, my God. Woo, it's off the chain. But anywho... Will walked up and slapped. Open Chris hand. Rock. Open hand. You gotta open. give the whole description. Okay. Open hand pimp. Bitch slapped. I mean, I want I don't want to call it bitch slap because that's problematic. But he open hand pimp slapped this man. That's problematic too. But he open hand slapped the shit out of him. Let's just call it what it was. Mm-hmm. All well, your you got some people who said it was weak. You got some people who said it was uh, staged. All these different things, but it happened. And when he sat back down in that chair, uh, he was cussing like your uncle or, or your daddy or somebody you knew that don't be giving a damn 
who go hard for his family or his wife or his girlfriend because that does happen. You know, we, we live in a society where you don't see a lot of men sticking up for women no more. So I think it was kind of foreign to some folks. But to some people, you've seen dad or you've seen uncle or you've seen brother or somebody, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out of character at the wrong place, you know, and, and did not care and risk it all. for the protection of their their woman or their daughter you know or whoever they they be about it they be about it and that's that's where we come from we come from that it's been a couple of generations probably you know since we have been seeing it as often as we used to see it but the men in our family your father my grandfather the men i know that's where we come from and yeah. me, it was the slap. It was the slap. It was the second time in the past seven days that we see black men publicly say F they job and protect and stand up for a black woman. So I'm here for that. All the other stuff to the side, people can go talk to their little boring lives about all of that to the degree. But what I saw for the first time in a very long time or, you know, two black men who said, F they jobs in the industry and the pressure that comes along with it. What I'm about to do right here, because what you're not going to do is. Right. And you got yeah, so many people. We don't even got time to get into that because, you know, everybody <laughs> got a different perspective. Right. right? They want to say his emotions got the best of them. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, duh. You know what I'm saying? And he should have been slapping in August. Man, come on now. Shut up. And why are you bringing up Tupac too? What this got to do with that? And then you tell me, oh, well, she cheated on him. If they had an agreement that they were separated at the time, let's keep it all the way 100. If they had an agreement that they were separated, okay? And in that agreement, they could see other people. How do we know that Will did not see somebody else? It's our business. (laughs) Right. That's their business. But just because her saying like a hummingbird, then, oh, Jada's a dog and she cheated on Will and he's a punk and he's whipped and oh, da 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 Come on, where y'all getting that from? Who said that? He ain't say that. Mm-hmm. Hollywood industry keeps exploiting Will Smith and his family, you know, and their fame at the expense of their pain, which I think is just so interesting. Yeah, but then people say, well, they're public figures and they put their business out there. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Right. Now, I think sometimes they try to be vulnerable and show the dysfunctions of mm-hmm. our families mm-hmm. and people don't be ready for that. They don't want that. They just want to keep it hidden, sweep, swept under the rug, you know, just because they don't say nothing about their husband cheating or them being separated for two years under the same household doing what they do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Blase, Scott, Squase, Skippy, Skippy. You know, this is not foreign. Yeah. You know, yeah. Them, them, if they had a open marriage at one time, if they were doing things like that, then you do bring other stuff inside, right? But if he didn't have an extreme problem with it, why are people making it a problem when it could have been their setup at the time? Many of marriages be separated under the same roof and refuse to get divorces. Yeah. People do that all the time. And so, but hey, you got to, whatever happens in that is what you have to deal with, you know? So, but to bring that up is retarded. And how do you know that he didn't, you know, just because it wasn't done publicly? Yeah. I just feel like I can't even speak on any, any of that to that degree. That's their life and their whole situation ship. Correct. The second message I took from that was like, 
Will is on a huge platform who does try to show the dysfunction, if you will. You know what you stated. They try to show how families are not like this cookie cut assembly that you see on TV. So we're going to show you our good and bad. And right. I think Will understands the responsibility that comes with that. I think people think, you know, being in these particular roles seem all glamorous and the leadership and to be the leader or to be the winner or to be the hero it always seems to be glamorous, but it comes with such a responsibility. And that's the part that people don't want to do the work to that that it takes to keep that peace. And I think Denzel saying to him in that moment, you know, it, it can be in your highest moment when the devil shows up. That was my second biggest takeaway where Will just once again put his life on human display to, you know, to be vulnerable in front of all of us for people to chime in and have their court of public opinion. We're going to have our court of public opinion on his life. But the responsibility ultimately that he's been gifted with and how he has to walk through that. Some folks are not some folks are not focusing on that, but that was one of the things that stood out for me, knowing that Denzel said what he said to him and that two brothers tried to come and, you know, support him during that time. We have to look for the deeper meaning behind what's besides what's being sensationalized in the media when it comes to those real ass human moments. Yeah, because it's hard, you know, and they probably have experienced some moments where they wanted to pop, you know, and they wanted to explode and maybe they did and we weren't there or people didn't, you know, didn't see it. And so they're able to give, you know, he's able to give Will that wisdom because he understands. And so, you know, I feel like he's going to be fine. He's going to be all right. He's not canceled in my eyes. To me, it is what it is. And people were like, well, you know, in front of these white, well, what? You, oh, you, it, it will to do that in front of these, what? Well, what? It doesn't matter what you do. You can be a millionaire. You can be a billionaire. If they don't like you, they don't like you. They still going to call you a Negro if they want to call you a Negro. Mm-hmm. Add the N, add the G-G-E-R on the end of that. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... Yep. Nobody about to be pop locking for people, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, there's chess moves you got to make. Don't get me wrong, some we all make chess moves, but to be like, oh, why are you being embarrassed? They gonna Jay Z already done told y'all. It doesn't matter. You gonna be still what in their eyes if that's how they see you. It don't matter who you are, what kind of awards you got, how much money you have. So to say that. I don't, I don't, I don't feel embarrassed. I, we have to stop giving the power over to the white gaze as mm-hmm. him as having more power than our own. It informs our gaze so much before we can have our own. And so then you have to sift through and say, take that off. And now what do you see? You know, look closer. What are you supposed to take away from it? Besides that dominant hegemonic message, because if we look at the bigger scope of that, which nobody even has time for, like we're tired of talking about the history of the Oscars so white. And that's how that whole thing was connected with, you know, Chris Rock and Jada and Will and that whole thing and all to do what? To sell tickets for the Oscars, to get people to watch the Oscars. So who really benefits at the end of the day, you know? Correct. But that whole, that whole piece. But that's why there's the internal and external conversations we have to have constantly as black people. Right, constantly. You know, we've got trauma. We got trauma. But to to attack attack either one of them like that, it ain't that serious. It wasn't that serious to me. Yes, 
it, it was, you know, um, it was a physical altercation that happened and, you know, on TV and, you know, we don't want to promote that, understand that, but, you know, things happen. And like I had told someone, I said, 45 was married to a whole harlot and, you know, uh, he said, grab him by the pussy. Right. And he was, you know, using all types of stereotypical uh, slang and words and the kung fu flu. And man, that man used to do. And then he enticed them people to, to riot down at the White House. Come on. And you mad because Will got up and slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> I just be like, what, what are they saying to Chris Rock right afterwards now? Like, who really looks the fool in this? It's a mess. The whole situation. But Chris Rock, he's a, both men have apologized. Yeah, they have apologized and on their way. And the people are still arguing. You know what I'm saying? Which is retarded. That's why I stayed out of it. I tried to be a, a, a you know, a beacon of light under you know certain people that were having the discussion that I know and I love and I was just like hey you know I'm gonna extend grace to the both of them I ain't tripping like that mm-hmm. it ain't my place mm-hmm. they're human beings Chris Rock's wife or wife what do you think she thought his children what do you think his children thought they're human beings with family members right exactly I'm not tripping I can't be extra it ain't that serious I'm not gonna dog them out. I don't know them like that. I don't know them. They, I don't know their business either. Exactly. And I'm not even concerned. Mm-hmm. They're not hurting nobody. Well, what's the problem? Right. So we as far can... as I know, they they they're helping people. Mm-hmm. Putting people on, getting their payment, getting their payment increased, all types of things. And so you know, being able to tell and act and tell people stories and stuff of that nature. So, hey. Will's books are going to sell even more. <laughs> Chris Rock's jokes, he's going to even, you know, be, get even, you know, have even more content. It's not going to impact them in terms of capital, the way people on the outside, because those are all outside spectator commentary, right. you know, comments as well. But to me, I think it's small minded com- comments mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, they were like, well, how will they, how were they to know that Jada had alopecia? You know, like, well, he doesn't maybe he doesn't follow her okay so then that means you out of line you know because then you're making a judgment call based off something that you may not know and if you say the wrong thing then you might get slapped you know just like people were talking about Chadwick Boseman may he rest in peace talking about how thin he was but y'all ain't know he had cancer because he ain't had to come out here and broadcast to y'all the whole world that that's what was really going on come on people because y'all showed who y'all were and he showed who he was. Right. You know, so just people need to learn to have more compassion, learn to, you know, take the, the plank out your own eye, um, stop making up stuff. Oh, if that was 50 or, or, or if that was Bernie Mac, it wasn't. It wasn't. It what was that right. part? If that was Betty White, then <laughs> like, I was like, what is, what is happening? Why are we doing this? Right. Just, ooh. Oh, goodness gracious. But, you know, that leads into tonight's topic, today's topic of leadership versus titles. Because plenty of people can have a title and lack in leadership skills. Absolutely. So we really and truly have to have 
a keen spirit of discernment of knowing what that is. Because what do titles really mean? And your titles can change. They can. You know, people with titles, they don't put into other folks. It's all about them and that title. They feel that that title entitles them to being uh, above others or, or give them something that they're lacking internally. Because you should be who you are without the title. It's nothing wrong, yeah, being a doctor, you know, or or judge or a lawyer. But who are you behind all of that, underneath the title? Who are you? As we see, there's a lot of things going on around us. There's a lot of people in titles and positions that, uh-uh, they lack leadership skills. Where are they leading us? To hell in the handbasket. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> to the pits of hell. Where are we going with these decisions? Those aren't good leadership decisions. Where are we going? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because you're the president? How, where, how, where are you leading the people? What kind of decisions are those? Are those post personal decisions based off your own livelihood? Or are they leadership decisions? That's how they feel about Kentaji. That's what they're asking her. Kentaji Brown Jackson, they're asking her those same questions. <laughs> yeah. You know, or are you a leader? Because a leader will, is building other people up. Hmm. A leader is building an empire, not taking it down. A leader is not going to lead you to be greed. Be greedy unless it's a greedy leader. Because, yeah, you can have a greedy leader and you can teach everyone else to be greedy. Right. But we're talking about a leader, you know, with leadership, with, you know, character and integrity and morals. You know, that's really going to keep everything rolling. And, you know, hopefully everyone, you know, be able to be of, of an asset and be able to receive and, mm-hmm. you know, empower and, and pour into so you can keep that cycle of life going. Yes, I definitely agree. I think that people, as you already spoke on it, but I think people don't realize how hard it is to be in a leadership role if it's not one that you volunteered for or, you know, understood completely before you got into it. All that comes with that. All that that comes with their responsibility. And, you know, we all have titles, whether it's sister, mother, brother, and then we can go further, right? With professional titles or club titles or whatever titles. I think what you were saying is the reality of it is, is, your leadership is going to be tested if you're not demonstrating that you embody the responsibilities that come with the title <laughs> nonstop. You're going to be critiqued. <laughs> if, 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 in people's opinion, you are not adhering to the responsibilities that come with said title mm-hmm. because of the responsibility that comes with said title, father, husband, you want it to be somebody's husband. That's a major responsibility. It's not just a title you get to, you know, put on TikTok and wear cute outfits with. It's a lot of work. And I think sometimes people misunderstand or miss, you know, understand the work that you have to put in to one, be gifted a title if it was such, 
but two, to uphold the responsibility that it takes to maintain that. And it's a constant professional development reset, a constant if you are in those positions. It's a lot of work, yeah. Yeah, and just imagine all the different titles that one person may have. You know, you have a title of mommy, you know, daughter, professor, you know, cousin, sister. Um, You know, you have all those titles. And you have to to know how to balance and juggle juggle those titles, mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, um, you you have a lot of you have to have leadership skills. Yes, to be able to lead, you know. And and it's not something that every all leaders don't always. It's not something that you desire. Sometimes it's something that you just embody. Yeah, you know. Because people are, some people are natural born leaders. You always say that. They are. There's a lot of people that are natural born leaders. I can spot out natural mm-hmm. born leaders. You know, I have a pretty mm-hmm. good spirit of discernment when it comes to that. Um, because I've, I was never taught to be a follower. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I won't follow you on social media. If I follow you on social media, it's because <laughs> I support you. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean I'm following behind you like a, you know, a, a duck or a chicken or whatever you, whatever follows, you know, Blindly. huh? Blindly. You know, so it's, it's more so of, Hey, I, I mess with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I support you with this like, or, you know, we, we mess with each other or whatever you embody something, but it's not to actually follow the lead, you know, like following a leader and mm-hmm. I'm following everything that you do. And I don't like people to, to look at, you know, when I have my followers, I don't see them as that either. I mm-hmm. see as I must be some, I have something that, you know, they like, or we have something in common and definitely it's not going to be everything because we're all different individually, but that I could, I may have something, uh, some insight on something or a way that I do things mm-hmm. that inspires the next person mm-hmm. or someone else. Right. Because that's what I feel, you know, when I'm I'm connected and I'm linked up, I call it a network. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't really tripping off the followers. That's just the, the, the title. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it can be confusing, especially, you know, those that, that lack depth or, you know, some of the younger generation that don't know you know, some of how, how things really are, are broken down, you know, cause it's really your network. You're trying to build up your network. When you people say you're trying to build your followers, just build your network. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's certain people that are followers though. You right. know, we were, right. we grew up, you know, our, our family, we didn't, uh-uh, we went about that life. Like you could not be a follower. Right. And, and really how are we thinking about it? Right. Because it can mean keeping up. I keep mm-hmm. up with you, so I follow yeah. up with you. So it all depends, but in our mind, how we may have been taught, it's like, follow you. <laughs> like, why, they could have chose supporter, but they didn't, right? They chose, <laughs> like, why did they choose that? Because we also know the mind game that social media likes to play on the esteem. Correct. Definitely. And so then, and then it also boosts other folks' ego. You know, it's like, I'm trying to deflate your ego, but it ain't like that, player. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you know what I mean? It ain't, nah, you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to, you can't put everybody in that category. You know, me having a following, it doesn't decrease or increase my ego. 
You know, say everybody got a different reason. I can't say everybody reason is the same thing. Because especially when I have different networks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all to say, we just got to be able to, um, again, have some depth and um, have a, a better true spirit of discernment of things and, you know, titles, titles. I was at a, uh, a conference and with some boss chicks, some leaders, you know, everybody was bosses there mm-hmm. because a boss chick doesn't necessarily mean that you, um, you know, got to drive a Rolls Royce and, and, and have a, a two five story mansion. That does not necessarily mean you a boss. You could just have titles or you could just have money. You can have inherited money. You know, mm-hmm. you could be getting your money in a, in a slimy way. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that, you know, you're a leader. That doesn't mean you got a certain title. But, you know, <laughs> they were true leaders. Um, some that, you know, they told their stories of, yeah, you know, shoot, I was in biology class, got a biology degree. Yeah, I got this degree. Yeah, I started off in that, but I wasn't happy, so I let that shit go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I started my my nonprofit organization or I started my own business. I started working for myself and helping and giving back to the people and I'm making more money than I did before, although it wasn't even about the money that right. drove, that was driving them. Right. right. It was their passion. It was their passion. Some of them started out in the school system. They not in the school system. They got organizations that's actually helping school system and helping kids, you know, Mm -hmm. in the way that, you know, their passion or what was within was able to, you know, create Mm -hmm. their own lane. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, several of them, all different types of backgrounds and nationalities. And, you know, they're doing it and they're saying they're so happy and full of joy. versus uh, being in them other titled positions. You know, the title of, you know, being the news anchor and this and that and being the executive blase squase. Everybody doesn't, you know, get a kick out of that after they've been in it for so long. It's like, boo. You know? know, Just like me. You know, I don't dress up as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. You know, I I, I get spurts now. Mm-hmm. But before, because I was suited and booted every day. Mm-hmm. And people might be like, she fell out. What happened to her? No, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know. Period. Black yeah. women are tired. You know, so it didn't, it wasn't mandatory. It was mandatory. So, you know, yeah, I am, I am a professional woman. Yes, I am. But I'm also a tennis shoe, tennis shoe sweatsuit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was evening gown too. But guess what? After so many proms, after so many galas, after so many of those, it was like, girl. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm ready to excel though on a whole nother level with it beyond a shadow of a doubt. But I want to go places that, you know, um, you know, I wouldn't mind going to stellar awards i wouldn't mind going to you know the honors and and those type of you know functions like we said we're going to the black girls rock mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. but if i'm not going to nowhere like that i mean i'm really not even tripping oh, you know yes you know I, i've been around uh you know the, the uh, black cia and black judges and at their galas and stuff it's cool it's cool I don't have an issue with it, you know. I will go to that every once in a while if I'm invited. No, no issue. But the stuff that's all the time and 
you know, it's just everybody that was at the party getting dressed up and they going to the ball. Uh-uh. I'm not, that don't, that don't phase me. It don't make me, I don't get excited. Sounds like Greenwood. <laughs> huh? It's making me think of Greenwood. Greenleaf, Greenleaf. Greenleaf, oh, Greenleaf, okay. Greenleaf. So because, yeah, I like to see our people doing different things, like the the really doing it, doing it, the ones that you'll never see. Mm-hmm. And you get exposed to that, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you get in a network, you're, you're, you're you know, shaking hands and you're, you're making, you know, good network connections that could get you into doors. Yeah. That having money, you know, this be relationship there, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I love to go, like I said, to those events that ain't nobody really talking about <laughs> to see and network and to learn and grow and evolve. But those don't happen constantly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, anywho, just a, just an example of how. You know, you just never know um, titles versus leadership. And and leaders uh, are always wanting to pour back in and build. Yeah, I am. Um, it wasn't until two years ago, cousin, that I would even really lead and use doctor in my mm-hmm. name. Because I was just like, for what? Nobody cares. Who cares? Zion doesn't care. My name, nobody cares. But then it became a situation where I needed to take pride in it because somewhere in there I was also dismissing it. Correct. Like dismissing what it took for me to get it, you know, Mm -hmm. that part. And I was like, yeah, this, I did work really hard for this. And and you know how Beyonce said, put put, put a check at their neck. It was kind of like, put this at certain folks' neck because unfortunately in some rooms, that's all they care about. Correct. In some rooms, that's all they care about. And it's, that's where I've had to learn as well. You know, we, we love being humble. But uh, sometimes, you know, that, that one saying is, you know, sometimes being humble to get you looked over. Sometimes mm-hmm. humble will, um, you know, exclude you out of a conversation that you may need to be in, you know? Exactly. So it's just about finding that balance. Yes, and having to use it as a form of privilege to make sure that um, when I say something that is considered radical or um, not conformist, then for some people, they're going to be able to hear it because somebody with a DR said it. Mm, but my sister was just saying the same exact thing that I was saying. You didn't want to hear it when she said it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, it's cool. So now I understand how I need to navigate and how in some spaces I have to use it. And it's very fortunate, but that is how that's been the only benefit. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, just like we have to get better with our social media presence because some of the things that we're doing, you know, that that's a network, you know, and we're marketing to them. Although we don't like being on there, you know, we have to get with the program. Because that is a part of life now. That is a part of business. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to be a part of the other part, but it is a part of business. Yeah. So, you know, um, we had to, to to make some changes and grow in that, especially as leaders. Mm-hmm. 
you know, if I didn't have the podcast, if I didn't have my nonprofit, if I wasn't in the sorority, if I didn't go to HBCU, people understand all that stuff is connected to social media too now. Right. Right. It's like, I can't just go blank. So mm-hmm. I had to come and I had to pop up, you know, people may not know why you popping up. You might be in your DMs. You might be answering things. You might be answering invitations. You know what I'm saying? You might be having business discussions. All that stuff is used for that. Yep. So, you know, we had to get with the program because it's not going nowhere. You know, back in the, when it first came out, we was like, oh, we ain't know. We had no idea that this is what it was going to evolve into. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to connect our podcast to it. We have to connect all that kind of stuff to it, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, steer people to go wherever else we are, you know, to your websites, mm-hmm. to YouTubes. Mm-hmm. To your TikToks. Yes, they have it all interconnected now. So mm-hmm. we all have to grow and evolve. And especially, it's bigger than a title and it's, it. you know, your, your leaders. Because we were thinking the same thing. I'm going to say, so F your title, if your leadership skills are slacking, if you ain't really a true leader and your leadership skills is not leading that, what do you lead? Are you leading your personal life? Where are you leading at? Because I need to know, especially right. if that conversation moves out of professional spaces into romantic ones. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes we, and certain things have to be separated. You know, everything mm-hmm. you could be leading a whole a big whole company that refuses to want you to say anything about them on social media. Yes, exactly. So you know, thinking outside that box is so very important. NDAs are a real thing. Yes, they are. You've been messed up your whole, you know, what I'm saying meal ticket trying to prove something on social media to people who ain't gonna do nothing for you. Hmm. So, you know, there's just so many ways to look at it. That's what Out the Box is about. It's looking at the perspectives. And, um, you know, you might be right and you could be wrong. The the truth of it is, is what the truth of it is. Not what a false narrative is. Not what, what you think it might be. It's what the truth is. Yes, and so I think we we all need to be be uh, aware of that. In 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 any everything we discuss from the current events, <laughs> you know, to titles and mm-hmm. leadership, to everything we discuss, it all it's all inclusive to that. Yes, it's all inclusive. So you know, being mindful of of what a leader is, being mindful. Of, of titles and how titles can change. And a title truly doesn't make you who you are underneath it. Right. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Which is why sometimes moms have a hard time figuring out who they are when their kids grow up and uh-huh. they leave the house and like, well, who am I? Yeah. Cause you, you are so much more than just somebody's mother mm-hmm. and all these titles and that's a good question. Listeners, ask yourself, who are you outside of those titles? I remember about seven years ago, the therapist asked me that. I was like, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't really sure how to answer that. It took a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always been able to answer it because of what my, my parents instilled in me. You know, I'm able to stand with, you know, 
naked eating a, a peach. Like, I know who I am. I mean, what you gonna say? Like a child of God? That, first and foremost. But he would say even besides that, you know, push past even a t- some, me saying something like that. Who are you? Yeah. yeah. You know, but I, you, you are what God made you to be, not with anybody else. And so you have to believe in yourself. So what do you believe in yourself to be? Right. And that changes, right? Because who I myself to be at 12 is not who I believe myself to be at 21 and 35 and 40. But then there's one part of you that remains the same. Exactly. (laughs) Your heart, your character, your integrity. Mm -hmm. If you keep it intact. Because it can it can be contaminated. It can be ruined. I mean, we're humans. It's going to happen. Then you just right. have to learn to, you know, learn from the lesson. Mm-hmm. Heal. And, mm-hmm. you know, whoever you are, you're going to be. That's right. That's it. Whoever mm-hmm. you are, you're going to be. Yeah. And, you know, life is a constant evolution of growth if you desire to grow. If you desire to grow, not desire to grow in your ways and use that as an excuse and say, because I'm old, you know, I'm stuck in my ways. Listen to that word stuck. Nobody wants to be stuck. Mm-hmm. At least we don't. Right. You know, it's, it's a forever growing and learning process. If you're not growing, what you doing? If you're not learning, what are you doing? Hmm. You're going to be behind the times. If you don't, it is what it is. Because the world around us is going to keep on moving. So with that said, you know, big shout out to the leaders out there. Because just because you're a leader doesn't mean that your name is going to be in bright lights for everyone to see you. There's a leader on every level. There's a leader all around us. Hmm. And when you're in those leadership positions, you do. You have a responsibility. Keep on moving. Don't stop. Right. People with titles that don't care nothing about leadership, they only care about them ABCs and one, two, threes behind their name. Hmm. Because it's about them. And that's that's giving them some some type of I don't know fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We keep seeing daily that that fulfillment don't be lasting that long, Mm-mm. and we end up seeing what's more important. Yeah, because it's shallow, hollow, temporary. Right. So if you know that slap was real, you know for Will his family was more important in that moment than that, and and it may have hurt. You know, some other people, they may have felt embarrassed or or whatever, you know. But in that moment, it was about his family. And sometimes things happen in the most craziest places. The unexpected happens. When we're reading about it from 100 years from now, it's going to be plays, movies, shows. (laughs) All kind of stuff that comes out just from that little moment. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah, but but people that, you know, that know how to give grace, they'll give him grace because he's human. Some people was like, he's toxic and we keep we keep condoning toxic behavior. He didn't kill nobody. He wasn't trying to. Most of us call why he did it, especially when he sat down. It was is yelling like somebody uncle at the Oscars. 
It was the turnaround for me and fix the world. You know, he was looking like Big Willie in that Western he was in. Um, you know, you got people out there saying that's a part of the, you know, the secret society world. And they had him do it, and it was, it was uh, rigged, and they had to do it because you didn't know these people. Child, I done seen so much. I was like, I cannot today. I don't know what it is, but hey, I'm just gonna pray for everyone. <laughs> Please do. They need it. Wow. Let's go pray for everyone. Why don't you just pray for them? Man. Pray for them. You know, but a, some people have seen people get slapped. People done keep seeing people get slapped at Domino's phase games. You done seen uncles, somebody done get slapped. Some people just, they seen it before. They used to it. It's really interesting because if it was in a different setting, they wouldn't have cared. They wouldn't have even read it in that way. Not at all. But somehow, because they were hosting this space, we're not going to go there. <laughs> that's a different conversation. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I see it. Not to not to condone violence because we're definitely not doing that. No. But just all the all the different analogies that don't even stick, all everything that people were saying, just extra, all the way to the left, back to the right, back to the middle. But the majority of the people were messy. And I'm very clear on that I'm standing up for the fact that a black woman was uh protected publicly protected mm-hmm. yeah, was it violence yeah because chris rock chose violence <laughs> and what's interesting is that will smith and his wife posted on their social media he said he woke up today to cause havoc for everybody and then he literally did so he manifested that day if he posted that prior to the actual event itself mm-hmm. prior to that moment he manifested that he was gonna act a fool y'all know his manifestation what if it was rigged well, I don't know. It didn't feel real. Like if you were a human and you watched that and you didn't feel something inside your soul that resonated with the power of this woman being disrespected and will being disrespected, because that definitely was on top of it too. We're not going to act like his ego wasn't a part of that because it was, but I felt that. I felt that for him, for her, for Chris Rock, for Chris Rock kids and his wife. He got slapped for all of them. I felt that. It didn't feel fake if it was. And I just, you know, I, I didn't feel fake. Because you remember your boy did have a documentary called Good Hair back in 2009. Exactly. So it's not like he's t- he's ignorant to hair issues. I think it was just a tone deaf joke. Yeah. And it wasn't a, the night for that. And Will, you know, he lost it. But I'm not here to judge that. I'm just here to defend the, the silver lining because we got enough people saying all that other stuff that they've been saying. Yeah, correct. And, you know, we're all going to agree to disagree. Everybody's not going to see the same thing. Everybody had different experiences growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody's family lived by different codes. So, <laughs> you know, I, one, I, I just got to tell you, one of my... Um, old makeup artist who did my face years ago for one of my photo shoots. I read her post and it was hilarious. She was like, you know, I never looked at Will Smith the way I look at him now. He's sexy AF. Go ahead, slapping, you know, slapping somebody for his woman. And she was like, thug life. I can't get that thug life. I mean, you know, when we get that attraction, you know, that attraction from that thug life, that was thug life, you know? That goes back to that alpha male. Some people are just sexually attracted to the alpha male. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where somebody felt he was being a simp by doing it. 
Yeah. Others felt that you saying that he was a simp, you were simp. Like it was just so, so much. Felt afraid and that was so aggressive and they were afraid of Will Smith. Like it was different levels to this, like you said. (laughs) Get your headache, honey. That's why, you know, it was best to just stay out of it. But, you know, everybody, you know, especially us people in the podcast world that, mm-hmm. you know, touch on uh, current events that happen. We definitely wanted to tap into it a little bit because, again, if it was real, it's a human thing. Yeah. You know, and whatever consequences that he will receive for, you know, those are his consequences. They don't have nothing to do with us. And we understand that it's just a distraction that really is rooted in historical pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then when if he was a white guy, man, certain people wouldn't say it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we feel comfortable with saying things to each other and you shouldn't be comfortable. We get too comfortable with the petty. Like, come on, you can't be petty all the time. Sometimes petty might get you slapped. And Chris Rock, you know, I I know not to keep going on, but um, when I critique him as a comedian in my one of my courses, he always talks about race in a way that makes you want to like question him in some ways because of the way he talks about certain individual demographics in the black community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hey, we've tapped in. There's always you know different types of perspectives. We don't know these people. We don't know what the real truth is, but guess what? It is what it is. We know that we're all human. Things happen. People make mistakes, and that's life. Mm-hmm. And nobody is exempt from that, no matter what level you're on. Right. No matter how much money you make, whether you're famous, a celebrity, a D-list, a no-list, a teacher, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or whoever, you are gonna battle with certain things and stuff is gonna shit's gonna happen you know it is what it is and some people's like well too much is given you know uh much is expected really i think that it's it's really a level of your title yeah not necessarily leadership skills with that title Mm -hmm. correct but we all make mistakes. It doesn't mean that Will's not a leader. He's still a leader. Yeah. Chris is still a leader. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But they're still leaders. Hey. In some ways, he took that for his brother. He took that for his brother. That's why he didn't retaliate. Correct. Yes. You know, people will say, well, the publicist. Okay, even if the publicist, okay, whoever, whatever, whatever. Whatever route they choose to apologize or fake apologize, whatever, we good to go with it. Period. Period. And that's on period. <laughs> that's it. So we want to just thank you all for continuing to listen to Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown with the intellectual correspondent, Dr. Andrea Elmore, my cousin. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to keep it 100 and just spark your brain, have you think outside the box, not push narratives that aren't true, because it's always going to come back on you when you do that. You know, so just be aware of who you are as a person. If you're a leader, hey, thank you for leading. If you have a title, congratulations on your title. But also know that that title is just a title. Who are you underneath that? Come on. Come on. Ask yourself. See see what comes up. See what comes up. And do you have anything else you would you like that you would like to say, Dr. Moore? I would just say, again, enjoy the rest of your week. Do something out the box. 
Yeah. Be out the box with it. Because that's how you're going to live life. You got to get out the box. You can't be in the box. You got to get up out the box. Think outside the box. Like Tupac said, spark your brain. He does think to spark your brain. He may not be able to change you, but he going to spark your brain. Come on. Because what did he say? What did you get? Well, what did he say we get from our from a woman? Since we all came from a woman, got our game from a woman, and our name from a woman, I wonder what we take from a woman. No. <laughs> Come on, like, he, Tupac, again, I went to, we leaving, but it was LA Live where we have the Tupac exhibit that's still there. Wake me when I'm free. When you walk in the door, he gives it up to the black woman as God, period. The black woman is God. You're going to feel that when you walk through there. And I felt like all of that was resonating, even in the slap that Will gave Chris. I mean. <laughs> Listen, come on now. But on that note, we going to end it. And we're out of here. Peace and blessings.